If saving more and spending less is one of your top goals for 2023, why are you still paying insane amounts of money every month for your phone bill? Right now, when you switch to Mint Mobile, you'll get their unlimited plan for 50% off. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton with phone plans starting at just $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash save. That's mintmobile.com slash save. Hurry. Offer ends January 15th. The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is officially live in Ohio. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports anytime and anywhere right here in Ohio with DraftKings. For a limited time, new customers who sign up with code CONTEST will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings has the best features including same-game parlays, player props, and more with fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers can use code CONTEST to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CONTEST. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over and physically present in Ohio. Valid one offer per first-time depositors who have not already redeemed $200 in free bets via pre-launch offer. Minimum $5 deposit and wager. $200 issued as bonus bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. See dkng.co slash oh for terms. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey friends, it's me, Sharon McMahon, host of Here's Where It Gets Interesting. And we've been working hard on a new documentary series called Resilience that explores the incarceration of Japanese Americans in the United States during World War II. So join me as I talk with experts and share firsthand accounts that detail the resilience shown by 120,000 Japanese Americans who endured wartime imprisonment right here in America. And on October 24th, we'll conclude our series with a special episode. Actor George Takei sits down with me to talk about his family's experience behind the barbed wire fences of an incarceration camp. Don't miss it because here's where it gets interesting. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe.
down to the queens. Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum, and welcome back to Stardom Quest, the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world. I am, as always, Alex. I'm joined by Dylan. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Alex. Hi, guys. How you been? I don't know if you could notice, but there's a pretty new there's a pretty new thing up there. Or we don't have cameras, so we aren't like anywhere, but here. And I'm very proud of it, right, Alex? Aren't you proud of it? Aren't you happy? Aren't yeah. you happy that we that that I commissioned the the art piece? I'm delighted. Yeah. Um. So a little bit of of background. I I've been wanting. Yeah. I'm I'm going into it, buddy. Because you you talk shit, and you so you dealing with this. Um. So a, a couple months ago, I got a nice job, and I, I realized, oh, I could I could splurge a little bit on on the podcast. And the first thing I wanted to do was get new cover art, because um obviously the cover art we had was wonderful, but we had had it for like you know a year and a half at that point, and it's like you know go always use new art. So um. I was looking, and I, I I wanted it to be similar to an old video game cover that I that I really liked called Street Fighter Two Alpha. Um, it's it's Akuma and Ryu like facing off, and it's like really intense and shit. And I really like that. Um, and I wanted to do something like that for VTG when I first started VTG, but obviously I didn't really have uh, the the means to do so. And so I found an artist named Grunty, and I was like, Hey, Alex, I'm going to I'm going to buy this, and you know. I'm going to commission artwork. And he's like, oh, okay. And I was like, this is the artist. And he's like, oh, they're good, but it's like, it's, it's anime. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's the art style. And he's like, I don't know. I was like, what do you mean you don't know, Alex? I, I'm, I'm spending money on this. What do you mean you don't know? And he's like, I don't think it's going to work. So our, our resident hater, um, Alex Richards, uh, did not believe in the vision. And I'll admit at first, you know, there were some, there were some concerns because, you know, like it's, it's hard to get a real person into anime form or into like that sort of art, art style and like it look like the person. Um, so at first Alex, Alex felt like he was right, you know, with like some of the, some of the early sketches. Cause it's like, oh, well, like that doesn't look. And then, and then Grunty, the great artist that I commissioned, great guy. He, he was a wonderful, wonderful experience working with him. Um, he killed it and now we have the art that we have now and i'm very very happy with it um and yeah alex is happy with it seems like everybody was happy with it. it got it got a lot of likes on twitter um so yeah shout out to shout out to grunty uh i really do think anybody should commission him it was it was a very fair rate as well so if if you need art check him out because he it's great i love it i think his commissions are closed at the moment i he's, remember he's, he said he was going to open them again pretty soon all right. um, okay, that's that's cool. Because yeah, I, I've um, been talking to him for months, uh, so that's really? why I got it. Yeah, because because I talk like I I messaged him and I was like, hey, would this like would this be cool? Because he has like certain like rules against like uh, what's it called against licensing, um, yeah. and like you know putting out t-shirts and shit. So I was like, would it be cool if like for podcast? And we talked a couple months ago, and then I was getting paid like a week later, and then he closed his commission. So I had to text him and be like, Hey, like when, when your commissions are open, let me know. And it was, it was a whole thing. Um, but once we got to work, once he got to work more specifically, uh, he was a great experience, great artist. Um, I love his stuff. So yeah, go check him out. All right. Yeah, no, he, uh, he did a great job. So, um, check it out. And, uh, I hope people do like the art cause it is, it is impressive. It is, it is amazing. Um, uh, with that, that is the victory lap done. I oh, hope. and there, there's one more. There's one more thing about the art that is really funny. Is um, initially the plan 
was whoever were the finalists of the five-star Grand Prix were going to take the art. Because I was like, oh, well, you know, that the five-star Grand Prix kind of defines the year in a way, you mm-hmm. know? So I was like, that that would make sense. And then Tam won. And I was like, ah, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I was like, uh, Shuri's better. <laughs> let's, let's go with Shuri. Um, so we went with Shuri <laughs> because, because I was paying for it. So obviously I wasn't about to let Tam get on the cover. Um, again, cause I'm pretty sure she's on our old cover. Uh, yeah, I wasn't gonna, gonna let that slide twice. So shout out to Shuri, shout out to Shuri and Julia, best feud of the year. And yeah, that's all. All right. Um, with that, we are on to the news and other little bits because a lot has happened in the past week. Um, so one of the main things is that uh, Fuachan's debut match aired. It got an hour-long special on TV uh, with like mainstream talking heads and Keiji Muto, and they showed a lot of her the process of her training and all that sort of stuff, and a lot of little clips from Stardom. And uh, her match was was. Good, you know, I mean, for a debuting woman who probably trained for a lot less time than you'd usually get as a rookie, because, um, yeah. you know, usually they have to, like, pass the protests and everything and then probably start training, whereas I doubt she had to pass any tests. So um, with just a couple of months training under her belt, she really uh, delivered a strong showing. Um, she She definitely, obviously gets it and felt somewhat important even in you know in there with Saya and Hazuki you could still tell that like she she's just a natural at presenting herself to an audience which obviously when she, you know she's an entertainer by by trade um yeah she was just an excellent pro wrestler uh very good fundamentals didn't do much flashy but her forearms were really good her drop kick was really good and uh, if if you've got that down, then everything else should come with it, really. Yeah, um, she wasn't presented in the way of like a typical uh, like Stardom de- debutant, I guess, mm-hmm. because usually they have a thing, right? Where it's like Miu was immediately doing the technical stuff, like immediately, like that was like her bag, right? And I mean, looking back, it's like it's a lot of it comes from just their prior experience in in. Uh, in sports right so like there's like the the people who have done boxing or kickboxing obviously do a bit more striking stuff lady c is super tall she does a bunch of tall stuff um you know like the micas and utamis and the the, the twins or the, the three sisters at least all do judo um fuwa didn't have any of that so she was very much like a clean slate pro wrestler she did the young lion stuff you know and the thing is that she did it tremendously you know, like, I, I don't know the last time I saw a young lion in their first match do as well as her um, since I wouldn't even put Yuya on her level. And Yuya is my favorite, uh, like, young lion of all time. And, like, when, when you put it in that sense, like, she has a fucking grasp on what she's doing. Her fundamentals were absurd, absurdly good. So that that's it. And also, I mean, her, her personality is, like, it comes off the fucking screen. Uh, you watch the doc- mm. the hour long special, and the the pen the pen pineapple apple pen guy was there. Um, I don't know. No way. Yeah, I she, didn't realize. She, she made a joke. She made a joke at the end. Like he compliments her, and she went arigato, arigato, boom, arigato, and it was like ah. She, and then he's like, don't make fun of me. And it was like mm-hmm. a whole thing. Yeah. Um, because I was like, do I recognize any of these people? And I was like, oh, that's that's that guy. Yeah. And I was like, wait, why is KG Mudo here? 
Um, <laughs> and that, that those are the two people I recognize. But yeah, I think, and the special itself also did a really good job of kind of like displaying pro wrestling in its yeah. in a very like good light because it was both like, oh, this is fucking hard. She is struggling. This mm-hmm. I could not do this. Like that was how people view it. But at the same time, it's not like I'm scared of this. This seems bad. This seems outrageous. It's like it, it made it look beautiful. You know, it made wrestling look really beautiful in that it's like it's a lot of struggle, but it also uh, comes out in like this beautiful finished product that she got to participate in. And the match itself was great. She was in there with two of the best wrestlers in the world, one of the best teenage wrestlers in the world. Uh, it's it's it would be hard for her to have a bad match with them, yeah. but she definitely like made it better, which is a great thing for a debut match. I didn't realize just how mainstream she was until I saw this show because this was like pristine production, like normal daytime TV, right? Like the, yeah. the you know, good looking talking heads. You had the the big name wrestler, you know, as a, as a visitor. The the quality of everything was amazing. Like this was proper big time presentation for stardom. Um, and it kind of makes a lot more sense now why that show sold out, given that they've been promoting this on that show. Um, I can only imagine how many people have been turned on to stardom from this. I know some people have gone through like the hashtag for the show, and a lot of people were like, oh, I've never seen stardom before, but it looked cool, um, and a lot of stuff like that. So definitely a big, big moment for stardom. Uh, or wh- whoever brokered that deal is a genius. Um and, you know, I imagine Rossi and, and whoever is absolutely ready to get Fua back as, as much as they can. I don't know if she's going to do it again. She did seem, she did seem like, open to the idea of wrestling again. Um, I'm sure if the show does well viewer-wise, then they might be like, hey, can she wrestle again? People are really interested. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, but it definitely seems like it, it, it was a big... Uh, promotion for stardom and just something that might turn a lot of new people onto them. Um, and one of the interesting things is uh, one of Momoe Nakanishi's kids, I think, saw it and was like, I want to be a wrestler now. And I'm just like, there we go. Ten years from now, five-star match machine. Uh, I, know, I, I was <laughs> like, you look at it and it's like, man, in a few years, Momoe Nakanishi's kid, uh, Sakura Hirota's kids, they're going to be mm-hmm. killing this shit. <laughs> they're going to be all over. It's going to be great. Um, one thing that I saw on Twitter as well, was in the comments of, I think, Fuwa's original tweet about it, like the video, the digest. Yeah. Um, there was somebody being like, why do you just stand there waiting to get hit? And he, like in, in Japanese, in Japanese, I, I translated it on Google Translate, right? Um, and he got fucking mauled in the comments. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, damn. They, like, people, people get it. You know what I mean? I was like, like, he got ratioed. He got, you know, sent to hell. Um for on for twitter means you know so i i i love that i think i think this is good eyes i am less optimistic that like she'll return in any capacity uh but it would be cool like i wouldn't be surprised if like they had like a pre-show battle royal at some point and she like won it like just like randomly like in a few months or a year like there is a rambo at historic crossover for stardom yeah like i wouldn't be surprised if she if she was like entered into that yeah, um, like, they should do that. Or even, like, beg her to do Sumo Hall, because that seems see, like the obvious one. Yeah, I was I was talking on Discord uh, with, with some peeps about this, is that it's like, I don't really see her exiting exhibition matches anytime soon, because no, no. it just doesn't seem like a logical decision for her. Like, it, it, like, 
the tag matches she was in, let's be real, they all had other matches on the card. So it was like very much like a match. It was a great match. It was a really good match, but it was definitely a match that's like an exhibition match that was meant for a very specific reason. And yeah. it came together in a very, uh, you know, I mean, we didn't get to watch it on Star World. We had to watch it, you know, from uh, Nippon TV. You know, it was like a whole thing. So unless they do something like that again, or they literally bankrupt themselves to get her on another show, um, I don't really see her like, like I think I think who was Armani who said that oh she should challenge for the trios but something like that is not happening <laughs> at all like that exactly. there is zero yeah. way, um, but you know I, I think they could definitely like grab her and just like you know like I said throw her in a Rambo, uh you know have her in a, have, I mean her and, like kid has been challenging her, kid's been talking shit in interviews so yeah that's that's kind of what I makes me think there's another match because. They stardom and Bushiroad obviously views Starlight Kid as this, you know, long term franchise player kind of thing because she's super popular. Um, so like giving her a match or anything with Fua would be an instant boost for her and for them. Um, and she's probably one of the perfect people to introduce to a new audience because you just get Starlight Kid instantly. Um, it's not like Siri where you kind of have to watch Siri. Uh, or Julia, where you maybe won't understand fully how great Julia is just by seeing her. Uh, but, you know, Starlight Kid with the mask and the, the presentation and all that, I think, would just grasp people right away. Yeah. So I, I feel like the fact that they've already spoken of it makes me confident that they will at least do a kid do a thing. Um, but I don't know. And if they do do it, I think it's genius. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I the 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 one apprehension is that kid also, uh, and again, this is Google Translate, but she replied to that to the tweet of the article saying that you know Starlight like talking to the third person because she's a loser. Um, you know that Starlight Kid's gotta uh jump in on the most on the biggest current event possible at all times because I deserve to be everywhere. Wahaha. So I mean, like it it could just be like bait where she's like. She's like, oh, I see that Fuwa is getting a lot of attention. I want that. And, like, that's kind of, like, the entire, like, part of it. And it's not leading to something. But she did say it. She did say she wants to wrestle in her singles. She wants to test her might or whatever. So that could be something. That would be pretty cool. Hopefully Fuwa wins. Yep. <laughs> um, that's that's kind of the Fuwa thing. Because um, we do have uh, a lot a lot to do. Um, the other thing is that this past Friday... On Rumble on 44th Street, we had two stardom matches take place on the New Japan show. Uh, the first was Kylie Ray and Tiara James beating Waka Sukiyama and Mina Shirakawa. Uh, Kylie Ray pinned Waka to get the win. Um, <laughs> you have never heard Mina Shirakawa's entrance theme until the production is so broken that it feels like it is battering <laughs> your brain with every beat. It was amazing. I was yeah. I was on some kind of narcotic for once for the first time ever. I was song. like this this is what being high must be like. It is beating your brain. Um and uh the the match was it was okay. Um they very clearly were like, Okay, Tiara, stay out of the way. <laughs> um yeah. she she messed up her very first move and then didn't do a whole lot else for the rest of the match. Um so they kinda kept her out of the way. And uh, Kylie working heel was uh, a choice, but I guess I get what they were going for. Um, but yeah, the, like there wasn't a whole lot to the match other than the brief kind of Mina 
and Kylie exchange, which I thought was quite good. Um, but they were, they really gave the crowd no reason to be super into the match. Yeah, it was it was pretty mid. Um, unfortunately, the King of New York could not get it done. Uh, this is not the only place where the King of New. I actually I stole the King of New York uh, <laughs> nickname from a Super Smash Bros. player who cannot mm-hmm. win in the state of New York. Oh. Um, he just like he's from New York. Super like he's he's like just the most New York person. He cannot win a big event ever. So it's it actually fits both of them being the king of New York. Um Waka mm-hmm. once again lost. And yeah, I think the one thing that I took from this and also the, the Mayu match we'll talk about in a minute, is that in contrast to New Japan proper, um, which I personally believe has the best wrestling production in the entire world, this is dog shit. Like their live production is so bad for these like yeah. strong specials. Because like I've seen New Japan strong and it's it's pretty good, like the, the tape delayed ones. Like they usually can like figure it out, but these live show like dog fucking god awful terrible like it's just not it's not a fun fun watch in terms of production yeah it was uh it was very noticeably poor um with like the audio levels being off um some occasional like visual glitches um definitely not great but as somebody who has watched just tap out on nico pro uh (laughs) you will not defeat me (laughs) i am used to the worst um yeah, that that match is alright, and uh, hopefully Kylie winning means that she might like get a big singles match next time. Uh, maybe if Mayu is still SWA champ, she can defend against Kylie. Um, yeah. I kind of expected Kylie to challenge after, but I guess they're not arsed with continuity. Um, and the other match then was Mayu defending the SWA championship against Kylan King. Uh, we got big match theme Mayu, which honestly that was amazing. That's all I wanted. I could have turned there's the show also, off then. There's a backstage segment for it and it was really funny. Because Kylan King did her best Rebel Kel uh impersonation mm-hmm. with the promo. Because it was just like it was so bad that it was endearing. And you know, I was just waiting for her to say that she knows her sauce tastes good. Um whatever that means. But and then Mayu came showed up and she just goes, Hi and then just starts talking in Japanese, and he, nobody knows what she's saying. <laughs> like, because there's subtitles after the fact, but like Kylan's just standing there, just like, I don't know these words. <laughs> and yeah, uh, that was funny. And then yeah, Mayu big theme, base god. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I enjoyed the match. I thought it was a good match. Um, I I I feel like Kylan very much proved that she can deliver with mm-hmm. the Stardom roster. Um. And if I'm stardom, I'm trying to get her over uh, full-time because I feel like her regularly working with this roster, she would be really good. Um, yeah. And I feel like she could be on the level of B Priestley, if not a bit better than B Priestley. Um, so, I mean, I would I would bring her over and I'd give her a prominent role. I think she's really good. And I think she could be a star. Um, and I thought she really proved herself here against Mayu. Um, you know, the match suffered from a few things, like the crowd crowd liked Mayu, but they obviously weren't super into the match, because, you know, these are people who are here to watch an Okada tag match. Um, yeah. But, you know, I thought they did really good work throughout the match, um, and if Kylan was able to get more high-level reps and wasn't, you know, stuck working for the NWA or whatever, I think she could end up being really, really good. Yeah, I think she has really good spots. Um, she she mm-hmm. pulled out like a one arm powerbomb at one point, and I loved it. Oh, that was uh, that. I was sold from that moment. Yeah. She lifted Mayu like Mayu was a child and just threw her. It was amazing. 
I think that's the sell of this match. If you love a good Mayu selling performance, this is a match for you. Because um, Mayu is just she's bumping her ass off for for Kylan King. Um, not not a ton of like, you know, uh, that Ma- that high tier Mayu offense that you expect. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, you don't really need that in the Sora match because uh, it was just kind of a David versus Goliath. Uh, Kylan King was kind of beating her ass. Mayu get her hope spots and then. At the end, she just fucking like did like a finisher rush because <laughs> she just kicked her like seven times and then did a moonsault, uh, which is fine. But it's definitely like if you want to see Mayu selling for for a big wrestler, this is that match. Um, if you want to see Mayu beating the shit out of somebody, this isn't really that match. But it was definitely a great performance by both of them. Um, Kylan King definitely could use a tour in Japan. Um, I, I'm I'm dying for foreigners. I'm gonna be honest. Like the <laughs> fact that all we have is alpha female and Tekla, but Tekla's Tekla is is terrible like it's why like not tecla's yeah. not terrible let me preface i love tecla but i don't even consider her a foreigner at this point she's just in the roster full-time it's like there's no you know but the fact that alpha female is all we got just just throw some of these people over here like just not over here but over there please yeah <laughs> it's fun but i like it's it. especially important for somebody with the upside of King, though, because yeah. you you know you're you obviously want to keep growing your talent base, and given Stardom uh, isn't exactly popping out trainees at an amazing rate, and the scene itself is slightly drying up of people who you can sign, um, you probably want to cast your net a bit wider, and with Tokyo Joshi Pro seemingly getting their hooks into Billy Starks, that's one prospect. That's a lot. That's a the, loss. Yeah, because yeah, I don't even love Billy Starks, but I feel like if she's not working silly intergender matches or like being tasked with carrying some of the worst women I've ever seen wrestle, she could definitely <laughs> develop, you know? Like, she, this has is a, a, she, she, she has was potential. 17, and they said, okay, we want you to carry Shazza McKenzie. Like, that is evil. <laughs> that is evil. Yeah, that's fucked up, actually. Like, um, so, I, you know, I, as somebody her... who likes intergender matches, I think she has, she's, she's quite good at them. Um, but you know that that's kind of a there's kind of a ceiling considering her the people that she's tasked with wrestling against. Um, some matches are really good, some of them aren't. But yeah, I think I think someone like Billy is a great shout of like you need to prioritize getting some of these wrestlers over here. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I don't know if you're going to talk about, but I feel like this past week has been big for uh, Stardom's worldwide uh, view in in the in the lens uh, because. And I hate talking about it, but because Sherry got to number one on PWI, and they showed up on New Japan Show, and this and that. Uh, yeah, PWI. I, think, I mean, Rossi like tweeted about it. Like that—that's yeah. the main thing is that Rossi tweeted, "The world wants stardom," and I'm just yeah. like, "Are you gonna give it to them?" Mm-hmm. Question mark? Because like that—that's that's kind of where I'm wondering what what the does does this past week of you know Mayu having a good performance of wrestlers being like oh my god Shuri's so cool she's at the number one like does that mean anything in the in the future because we've obviously not to like be like you know western centric but we have been kind of being like oh you should probably maybe just look into this a little bit sometimes and it sounds like they might now do you think i'm being over optimistic for that i i don't know I'm not even. Sh- I I really don't know if there's an appetite for stardom. Um, the thing with PWI is that I mean, I'm sure like off the record they tell you they place people politically. Obviously, they're going for a story, right? And uh, yeah. with Thunderosa pulling off an all-time fumble job, you had no other clear number one. So 
run with the stardom angle, which they yeah, did. Let's, let's not forget that last year, uh, uh, she who shall not be named, because I'm not going to name her out directly, uh, basically said that Bianca Belair was one was number one because she was black, because <laughs> it was such a meaningful like she's the first black woman. And it's like that that what, you don't say that out loud. <laughs> that's not yeah. that's not something that you say out loud uh, no. on Renee Young's podcast, girl. Like that's yeah. not. <laughs> but yeah, go on. Like that's like they're they're trying to sell magazines, and I'm sure there's some genuine uh, care put into it at some regards. But they, you know, there's clear political mo like motive behind some of their placements. Like there's no reason Becky Lynch should be above somebody from AW, other than they probably didn't want. Two AEW names above first WWE name or something like that. You know, I mean, like they're, they're trying to Flair keep everyone happy. This year. As yeah. far as I'm aware, Charlotte <laughs> Flair has not wrestled <laughs> yes. like yeah. anything meaningful in the past year, and she's what seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like yeah, it's not no, worth getting upset about. But you know, for for Shuri and for for Stardom, I'm sure it's a good like pay attention to these girls. Um, but again, I don't even know if people want that because most people spent the day complaining that they don't know who Shuri is. So it's really interesting. Like, I don't know if there's an appetite for stardom. I think PWI saw a story and went with it and fair play to them. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that was a lot of people's first time learning about, you know, Shuri, Saya, and Kid. And obviously that's going to be in magazines sold around the world. And that's cool. Um, but at least as far as the online fan base goes, it didn't seem like people cared. And honestly, I feel like most people would have just not really noticed if Siri was third behind Bianca Belair and Thunder Rosa or something. But as I said, Thunder, you know, doing an all-time fumble job and uh, clearly yeah. ruined their angle for who would have been number one. So, Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. I just thought that was something that we could touch on because I, I remember that, that Rossi tweet of him being like, yeah. uh, my use over... Uh, fucking Fu was over. Uh, Shuri's over. Everybody's over. Uh, the world loves stardom. Yeah. And it's like international reach. We have that. And it's like, you don't, but you could. And I, I don't know if he even, like that, like, you know, Rossi. He just tweets yeah. out of his ass, like, half of course. Time, yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't think their plans are to expand yet at all. It feels like there's two different things where Obari and his side is thinking of international expansion because that's already on their mind with New Japan. Whereas yeah. Rossi's like, we can't surpass 3,000 tickets sold at home. We should probably focus here. So I think there's a weird dichotomy where people are probably like, oh, why isn't Stardom expanding? And it's like, Stardom has a lot of room to grow in Japan, and that should be their priority. Um, yeah. And any international, like any inroads they can make internationally are just an added bonus for when they do eventually need to expand into america and stuff like that so um i don't think they're planning on a major expansion anytime soon and uh but you know i'm sure they're not going to say no if pwi is like hey can we run you as the cover story for our magazine at the same time yeah good take good take a rare a rare dub from me yes um (laughs) a rare a rare clean agreement (laughs) from the two of us yeah um beyond that then um after Mayu's defense against Kylan King uh Mayu versus Alpha Female tomorrow was made an SWA championship match which I think we had kind of expected um yeah but they would change it, it, it afterwards already. 
Yeah. When you're listening to this, so. Yeah, that's why we previewed the pay-per-view last week, because um, the Thursday pay-per-view just really snuck up on us. But, you know, it's, uh, it is what it is. Um, did you see that Donna Del Mondo released new merch that says, Stimulate yes. Girls, Donna Del Mondo? Love it. It Love is. It. <laughs> like I, I've headcanoned privately, headcanoned every DDM member as queer because I knew it was the truth. I haven't said it publicly because, you know, people would be like, what are you doing? Even though I'm right. Um, but now I can say with certainty that entire group is gay in some some manner and they are not hiding it. Stimulate girls. <laughs> Donald Armando. Love it. Um, the next New Blood show has been announced for December 16th. Uh, they're back at the Sumitomo Hall. So I think that's when they were on the first couple at if I'm not mistaken. Um, and last of all, we have a match announced for Stardom in Showcase Volume 3. Man. So, this is a judo jacket rules six-person tag match. It is Utami Hayashishta, Hanan, and Mirai versus Micah, Hanan, and Mayu Iwatani. Noted judoka Mayu Iwatani. She's worn she's worn her uh gi once in yeah. like a match against Hanan. Um like four years ago. Uh mm-hmm. yeah, I was really upset. Also check Discord. Um I was really upset because um I, I was like, Oh, Micah and Utami. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. There's a <laughs> for those of you who don't know, there's a screen grab of, of Natsupoy turning to Micah and Himeka going, wait, you guys are dating. <laughs> Just like, and out of context, that's great. So I, I, I thought I'd get a pop pop up. But no, I was really excited because I saw the clip. I saw the first like 60 seconds of the clip and I saw Micah and Utami talking about a judo match. And I was like, mm-hmm. that sounds so fucking fun. I know a little bit about judo. I could actually like talk about, like I, I was so excited. And then Mirai had to poop. Um, so she got involved, like, like that's actually what happened. Like they were standing yeah. in front of the bathroom and Mariah's like, I got a, and they're like, nah, you used to do judo too, didn't you? And then Hanan's like, did somebody say judo? And then for some reason, Mayu and Hina got thrown in there as well. Um, I was really excited for like, a uh, uh, not for, not a brawl for all. Cause judo is a lot less, uh, you know, injury prone, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know. But I was excited for like, oh, maybe they'll do something that's like really like, you know, uh, honorable to like the judo, you know, uh, the, the, the judo philosophy and like do something really like cool and unique and like really like, like make it like a real judo match. And then they're like, it's a six man tag. And I was like, that's wild. <laughs> that's wild that you you took my dreams and crushed them in like 15 minutes. Um, so, yeah. This video was one of the greatest things Stardom has produced in so long. Because oh, yeah. Utami is leaving the bathroom and Micah just shoulder checks her. <laughs> shouldn't say oh, hi, then... shouldn't stop her, shoulder checks her. And they no, start you know what's You talking. know what's funny? Is that Micah, uh, she like put it on her Instagram or whatever, something, and it translated, again, loose translation, to, I had to stop Utami like this. Her handsomeness was too much to control. <laughs> or something like like real Micah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Real Micah style for her to say. And I was like, thank you, Micah. Thank you for that. Go on. Um, and then obviously Mirai needing to use the bathroom and suddenly being like, wait a minute. Judo? I know judo. 
I, Mirai promo of the year. Mirai, take your props. You are a promo master. Give this woman a microphone. Um, and then Hanan came along and kept like staring directly into the camera and <laughs> breaking yeah. the fourth wall. And I was like, "What is it was, it? like? What are we doing?" Was, the Hanan stuff was great because yeah. she was like, "Was like, oh, I know about Judah." What's up? And it's like it's, everybody's like, "Why are you?" Oh, and then her and Utami start trying to grab fucking <laughs> grab the sleeve, yeah. and I was like, "You're wearing t-shirts. <laughs> it doesn't work like that." <laughs> They all pair off as they're trying to judo toss each other through the hall. <laughs> You're just like, what the fuck's going on? Oh my god. That was amazing. And then it got even better, because they, they released that video. And you're like, okay, it might be like a tag match or a four-way or something. And then I see Mayu's name. <laughs> I was like, this poor girl just gets thrown into a judo match with Utami and Mirai and Hina. Like, oh Pero my she god. Hasn't, she hasn't done judo since she was like 11 yeah <laughs> that that's her experience in judo is a couple of years when she was a very young child yeah. um which is Amazing. great or maybe maybe it was a bit older but still like it, that's just absurd um yeah and the thing is, is that judo matches are like four minutes like that's their time limit so they mm-hmm. could have done like pretty like relatively authentic judo matches but they're like nah <laughs> nah bump that we we we, we put mayu in there it was like what <laughs> what the fuck I love these these builds to uh to showcase because it's people just get added for no reason, just completely randomly. Like somebody will challenge somebody in like a very understandable match in a very understandable way. Like wasn't the first one like Koguma challenging Azumi, and then like mm-hmm. Momo was like mad that they interrupted her lunch with the challenge. Like it was just it they just add random people and it's great. Yeah. Everybody's getting pulled in. Like you are not free. Yeah. Um. Since we're talking about Itami, I've been reminded. Best thing about the Mayu versus Kylan King match was um, Aiden English was on commentary, and he was running down the uh, previous SWA champions, and he gets to Utami, and you can just you can feel his brain process the "I am in my hole" saying that surname. <laughs> he yeah. just says Utami. That's it. That man said, "I am not making an attempt." At that surname, and Bro, honestly, the interview would, good the for interviewer him. wouldn't say Iwatani. She refused. <laughs> yeah. She refused. She was so like, funny. "I like, I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm calling her Mayu. Uh, yeah. Like you, like Kylan King is going to face Mayu." Yeah. I was like, "You, you said her surname. You, there's another one." And she's like, "Nah, there ain't." Um, I love that kind of thing yeah. on commentary because, okay. like, Ian Rickabody is like the king of doing that shit. Where like he's like he he's too smart to like fumble but then when he does it's the funniest shit because it's just all over the place it's just a mess uh so yeah shout out to u.s commentators trying to figure out joshi hell yeah um i suppose with that we've done all the news there was so much news uh we knew it'd take up a long time but i don't think there's much else for us to talk about so it should be okay um i don't think we've missed anything i know there was like five things when we first started but uh i assume we've gone over them all because nothing stands out um I don't know. I said we wouldn't talk about Unagi, so we're not going to talk about Unagi. But uh, Unagi Saka did show up earlier today in Sendai Girls. Uh, she she's took a video of herself doing it, and Sendai uploaded it to YouTube. And basically, her and an ex are going to face Team 200 KG at uh, Sendai's Corken Hall show this month. So uh, if you're looking for more Unagi goodness, then Sendai is the place to be. God knows when you're going to be able to watch it, because Sendai Girls is like three months behind on their YouTube uploads. And I don't 
I doubt they're going to do a pay-per-view for this when they have Asuka versus Hashimoto next month for their actual big show of the year. So, yeah. um, to be fair, I'm I'm seven, eight months behind on Sunday, so it's okay. They could take their time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure they ran like four times in in September and haven't uploaded any of them. So it's you know it's great. Um, yeah, with that, we are on to the review section of this show. Uh, the only show to review was on October 30th. Uh, this was uh, Stardom Country Mountain Tournament for the uh, Goddess of Stardom Tag League. This did 668 people at the Big Pallet Swell, which is a good number. It was not the best Joshi number of that day. But in fact, Actress Girls did 710 at Corican for the return of Akti Asakawa. So uh, Stardom, Fuka's breathing down your neck. Watch out, Fuka and her army what of the, shooters. What the fuck is Actress Girls anymore? I know it's just Actress Girls, but like, what hat? Like, what? Where? Well, it, it doesn't like matter. No, they, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, because <laughs> it's it's very simple. They rebranded earlier this year and had a plan to do the fake, very fake stuff, and then they were like, "Let's hire Fuka," and Fuka said, "Forget the theater stuff. We are killers now." Um. So it's a it's a wrestling promotion again, basically, because Fuka got involved, and Fuka. You, you can tell yeah. she has influence, um, and Act is involved now as well. So it's it's a it's a wrestling promotion. Like they have factions, and they they don't do the point matches anymore because the point matches were like it doesn't matter who wins if you're stylish enough, we'll give you the win. <laughs> um, but they're gone now, and they they're they should do that at showcase. They should they should do an actress <laughs> style at showcase. That'd be great. Um, yeah, that was uh that was attendance talk with Stardom Quest. Um Ooh. the opening match of this show was Mai Sakurai beating Momo Kogo uh in six and a half minutes with the diving elbow drop. Uh this went six and a half minutes. I thought I was watching this for an hour. It felt so long. I have no See, idea I, why. I... <laughs> Go on. Uh yeah, no, I have no idea why it felt so long, but I remember just being like this. This has gone like forty minutes. This is Garg- this is a Gargano Adam Cole match. Like, what's what am I doing here? Um, and then the graphic flashed up after that said six minutes, and I was like, oh, oh dear. See, I saw that my Sakurai beat Momokogo. I said that's a damn shame, and then I moved on with my life. Um, I wasn't gonna watch this. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's a you and Scott thing. Like that, that that's that's you guys. That that, that ain't me. I love Momokogo. She's like one of my favorite uh, rookies, or not even rookies anymore. I guess she's kind of getting into just a lower carter. Um, nah, I ain't watching that. That's fair, honestly. Um, the next match on the show was Roraka and Natsuko Tora beating Hanan and Saeeda in nine minutes. Uh, Natsuko Tora's new finisher is this Swanton Bomb that she debuted against uh, Mina. And Saki. And yes. Dylan, where were you when this match decided to be our generation's Yamada and Toyota versus Dude, Kanzai and Ozaki? This rocked. Where this the fuck did this come been. from? Like, I had I no idea confused. they could do this, but it was so fun. Like, wh- what happened? I don't know. Because I was very confused. Like, because really, like, I mean, I, I'm a Ruaka and Natsuko defender. Like, I, I think they have something to them as a team and just as wrestlers. I think a lot of people write them off very easily. Um, but this match was like, I was like, okay. Like, I remember early on, Natsuko, like, 
went to do some groundwork on Hanan and just got completely lost. And I was like, okay, Nasuka's still trying to find, kind of figure it out. I'm not going to judge this match too harshly. And then I was like, oh, that was good. Oh, that was that was really good. Wow. that. And I was just in it by the end. I was like, that was so fucking good. <laughs> I was very confused. Like, it was absurd. Because um, Natsuko still can't really walk that well. Like, she's she's still she's still having trouble. But she found a way to, like, add to the match. And Hanan and Ruaka did some of their best stuff together since their championship match last year. Um, and Ida is just such a glue wrestler that she can make anything just, you know, more cohesive, make it feel like a better match. So it's just worked, right? It just worked. The the fucking, the Koopas did a, did a double powerbomb. That's what I call uh, Ruaka and Natsuka, by the way, the Koopas. Um, there's the Kyokos and the Koopas. Gotta keep up. Um, they did a double powerbomb and they did the pose and I was like, yeah, that's fucking dope. I love this. Um, they have it in them. I think that, I think this team has it in them. Like, obviously, Hanan and Ida were like the perfect foils for the two of them like they really just like have that chemistry for obvious reasons i mean ida was in a faction with ruaka and natsuko a few years ago when she was first coming up and hanan and ruaka have been joint at the hip in terms of just being rivals since they were you know 12 um but it, it just i have a lot of conf- maybe not confidence but i have a lot of hope for uh bmi 2000 i think they could do a lot um even even though they have those like you know downsides i think they can pull out a good performance like they did here uh mm-hmm. throughout this tag league that's fair that's fair no this uh this honestly blew away every expectation i had <laughs> like i was i was sitting there halfway through it going oh my god this is generational um obviously like, I'm, I'm exaggerating a small bit but <laughs> it was a really fun match i think natsuko's like like desire to do these like big bumps is so crazy to me after mm-hmm. her injury and not like big, big bumps, not like crazy bumps, but like you don't see motherfuckers who are in their second match post like their knee exploding, taking top rope power slams by someone half their size. Like that is that insane. Nuts. That was nuts. It was beautiful, but that was insane. I was like, mm-hmm. why would you allow that? I was like, you need to be careful. <laughs> like, like I know this, this is like, it, it wasn't going to hurt her leg or whatever, but like still just like the idea of her just doing these like insane bumps for Natsuko Tora standards. Like she's just going all out with these recent matches. So uh, more power to her. Uh, yeah, match was really good. Yeah, no, it was it was cool. Um, the match after that then was Natsupoi and Tam Nakano going to a 15-minute draw with Tekla and Julia and the team of Micah and Himeka. Um, so there was pre-match promos for this, which is is rare. Um, but they obviously wanted to drive home the fact this is the first time Micah has wrestled Natsupoi since the turn. As we all remember, Micah was very upset with the turn. Uh, Meltier spoke for about two minutes, and I eventually tuned them out because I kind of got tired of listening to them. <laughs> I tuned them out immediately. Yeah. Uh, Julia and Tekla didn't say anything. They just stood there looking cool. And honestly, Mafia Bella is the best run Julia's ever had. This medicine. is... Like Tekla, Tekla instantly came back and said, "This is my company, bitches," and I, I respect yeah. it. Um, no, I, I, I have, I have quickly fallen in love with both Tekla and Julia. That's it, fair. It's, that's it's, fair. It's just it happened, man. Mm-hmm. They're great. Um, and then the Meltier entrance was so funny because when you're on a big like stage and you know doing yeah. the pay per view with the big productions, the entrance is whatever. Uh, when you're doing it in a random hall 
with a security guy standing behind you, trying so hard not to look. <laughs> he wanted to dagger them so badly, and he just had to keep looking around to not be, like, awkward. <laughs> and they're just doing their fucking twirly bits and singing, and oh my god, it was so funny. <laughs> See, yeah, the the theme music still fire. Let me yeah. preface that. But at the at the big at the pay per view, they 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 did the opposite of Sky Too Hot and Grandmaster Sexy. They went from too cool to too much, way like in a week. And I'm just like, nah, this this is this is ridiculous. <laughs> like this, this song is good, but this entrance you cannot do it for all of the like you cannot do it in the middle of nowhere. You could do it on stage, you can't do it here. It does not work. Um, and I'm just like, there is th- this is why you're gonna get your asses beat. Um, and then they did, and I was happy. Oh, dude! Like, if you've no, if you haven't watched this match, if you don't like Cosmic Angels for whatever reason, this is the match. They got yeah. beaten from pillar to post by the DDM teams from start to finish. Tekla was... just threw Nats Boy into a fucking wall as hard yeah. as possible at one point. There was like a minute left in this match, and you you just knew the DDM team didn't care about winning because Hineka and Tekla were taking it in turns to forearm the shit out of Nats Boy. With the ref, the announcer guy being like, "Hey, there's a minute left, guys. A minute left," and they were just beating on her. Uh, like it was, they just wanted to completely kill Meltier. It was absurd, and I loved it. Um, I was having a great time. And there was a, there I was, was supposed a brief to be part on Twitter. Of course, there was a brief part where Julia and Micah wrestled, and I was like, "This is great! Holy shit! They've never wrestled <laughs> since like Micah got good because they had the." They had a very early match in the Cinderella when Micah yeah. was still Utami Jr. Um, but the, here, they were beating on each other. I was like, man, give me that Julia-Micah match, like, tomorrow. Um, so, a lot, lot to love about this match. It was I was fired up. Um, I think Natsupoi's, uh presentation is still so funny to me. Because she's the asshole. Like, nobody can oh, tell yeah. me that she was not the asshole. And, like, she, like, but because she's so small, and because in this match she was outnumbered four to two, um, she, like, it almost felt like I was supposed to be sympathetic. And I was like, you deserve this. Mm-hmm. You deserve this so much. And, in fact, I, I tweeted uh, the, the meme about uh, reaping and sowing, where it's, mm-hmm. like, me sowing. Haha, yeah, fuck yeah, let's go. Me reaping. What the fuck is this? This sucks. That's, that's just not the point in 2022. That's yeah. just her. Uh, is like she gets the she gets the championship. It's like this was the greatest decision ever. Then she has to watch her her teammate get fucking destroyed by Julia in the final, and like starts crying about it. I was like, you deserve that. Um, every time she's in the ring with with DDM, she just gets fucking manhandled and like killed. And I was like, yeah, that's valid. That's yeah, yeah. I, I the, the the funniest part of this was probably Julia just being like, you know what. I'm gonna be the asshole, and she starts attacking Micah. I'm just like, and Micah's like, "What the fuck? I thought we were cool. <laughs> I thought we, I thought we had a plan here." And then she's like, "Fuck it." And then they just did like a crazy good segment together. And mm-hmm. I was like, "Micah's great." I mean, Julia's obviously great, but I was like, it, "Micah, I love this has match. proven herself so much in the past few months." Like, she I mean, we, was... we talked about last week. That's like, oh, like Micah, in terms of her her in ring like put out like her her output rather, and just like her personality and just all of the things she could win the belt last night. And like, it wouldn't make sense for the story, but she could like, it would make sense for a character as a wrestler. Like she, she's there. 
Like yeah. she could do that. Just give me it. I, I would I would I would happily take a Micah red yeah. belt run right now. I don't even care about Julia anymore. Give me that Micah <laughs> turning away all challengers. I need it. Um Yeah, no, she's she's been great lately and this this match was really fun. Um just to remind you that Natsupoi is in fact the uh the antagonist. She decided to hit everyone after the match and got absolutely mauled for it by four people. Like her and Tam Bro, still tried to start shit while outnumbered and they got Julian Micah back. just stepped on her. Yeah. They just they literally just stood on her and it's like, yeah. Are you fucking done? Like, mm-hmm. dude, that's the funniest thing, is that she's like, I don't want to be your dog anymore. And they're like, Oh, now you gotta be our dog. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> you are dog now. Like you you weren't. We loved you. We respected you. You're a dog now. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. You, you, you want to be treated like a mascot? Fucking smack her around. Like, oh, dude. Yeah. It was, like, it was it's, amazing. It's beautiful. It was a terrible turn. I stand by that. But all of the things that have come out of it is so beautiful in terms of just like, yeah. Yeah, you deserve that. That's yeah. great. Let's, I love let's, this. let's not forget the uh, Julia Poi GP match where Julia exactly. was <laughs> punching her in the face. <laughs> Just out of Dude, her fun. Like, I know she's the tag champ right now, but she made such a bad decision. Because she had, like, every time she's interacted with DDM, she's just massacred mm-hmm. to the point where it's, like, sad. Like, I i don't feel sympathetic for her. I just feel sad for her. Because she did this. <laughs> nah, that was... Oh, um... That was great. Uh, my Schadenfreude Nats- comes out when we're when we're talking about Natsupoi. <laughs> it's Natsupoi is literally my favorite wrestler in this company, and yeah, <laughs> I enjoy seeing her get beat up so much. Uh, I don't so know what good. that says about me, but it's great. Um, the next match on the show then was a Blue Goddess Tag League match. Uh, this was uh, Hazuki and Koguma beating Miyu Amasaki and Azumi. In 11 minutes with a diving body press when Koguma pinned Miyu. Uh, Dylan, I I do not think I watched this match. I don't remember anything about this match. Um, <laughs> That's bad. So I, I feel like I would It was remember. a good match. Okay. It was a good match. Like, Miyu was selling. Miyu was selling her ass okay. off. Um, right. I think that was pretty much the entire match, though. Because um, <laughs> Miyu yeah. got left out to dry big time early on. Um. But it was Suzuki, so like Suzuki's probably the best at applying heat to someone, mm-hmm. especially like a younger wrestler. So it was fun, and Miu was selling for it. Azumi got like a hot tag, which was good, but then she did nothing with it, and then Miu got tagged back in like a minute later, and then they just beat her. Um, it was good because Miu sold well. The Azumi hot tag was good, and FWC is like untouchable at this point. But it was it was kind of weird because it was like. Azumi did not do anything. And usually, like, Azumi's usually the one doing stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's usually the one that's like, like, I am hands-on. I want to, you know, put my spot here, my spot here. She she did, like, you know, some of her, like, her arm drag, you know, from the top rope for the hot, the hot tag. But that was that was pretty much the only spot Azumi did. It was, hmm. it was weird. Right. But it was, a, it was a fine match. Uh, pretty good. Yeah. Like I said, FWC is FWC. So... That's good. All right. Yeah, I don't know how I missed that. I must have like clicked into it. I never watched it, and then I saw the blue thing. I went, "Oh, I've I've seen it." Because that happens <laughs> sometimes. Um, match after that then was Utami Hayashita and Saya Kamatani beating Fuki Death and Saki Kashima. Uh, Saya pinned Saki in just under just over five minutes with a star crusher. Um, 
a lovely new entrance from Utami and Saya, where uh, <laughs> they they both attempted to do like backflips, you know, like handstand backsprings. Yeah, like a of. backward car field. Um, yeah. And Utami simply could not. Uh, she went almost, she almost sideways. She saw her life flash before her eyes. Rossi was sitting there, going, "I'm lost. I've lost another ace. I can't do this, man." <laughs> um, he he was he he saw his future go down the drain right there. Um, and I I have no idea why she did that. Like, <laughs> Saya must have some. It was definitely Saya being powers. Like, hey, yeah, Saya, hey, you got this. Saya was like, "I will get you a date with Riho if you do this, please." <laughs> um, and uh, I think Utami had new gear. Was it new gear she did, she or had was new it gear. okay? She had both. She had both. She had new gear and a new entrance robe. Yeah. Um, I I like them. I think they look great. Gear pretty is neat. great. I'm surprised um, she debuted yeah. it here in the middle of nowhere. Um, you know, the the thing is, it, it's kind of fucked because I I feel like Aphrodite really want to make this tag league special. Mm-hmm. Um, because like Utami's been tweeting about a lot, size has been tweeting about a lot. That's like they want to show a new Aphrodite, quote unquote. They want to show like a you know okay. a fresh like. They want to, they want to, and I think that's kind of like a sign of like, oh, Utami is able to focus on this. Um, Sai Kamatani does not have the Utami issue where she can't focus on anything except for her championship reign. Um, you know, because like last year, Utami just sucked in every match that wasn't a championship match. Not literally. Yes. She was good, but she just did not care. Um, and uh, Sai doesn't have that issue. So they've kind of been like, oh, they're going to see new Aphrodite stuff. We've been labbing stuff. We've been doing this, been doing that. We want to have a really good year. And I think this was just like her tag league. Like this is like we're starting tag league. And I think they kind of expected it to be a bit of a bigger start <laughs> than against Tokyo Sports um, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it was, it was an odd choice. And uh, it got completely overshadowed. Because of Fua, I felt bad. Like nobody was talking about it, and it was only Scott yesterday was like, "Wait, does she have new gear?" And I was like, "Yeah." No, I was I was thinking the exact same thing because like usually Utami getting new gear is like a, a reset. Yeah, especially with the short hair. You know how hair. motherfuckers are. Yeah, because like yeah, the, you know the horny people, are. the horny people are all over it usually. Uh, but even they I mean, like, missed out. Since like si- since they came back from COVID, every new set of gear Utami has had. There has been a new wave of motherfuckers simping for, her, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, "Damn, am I alone?" Because like, this looks great. Like, she, this this looks wonderful. Um, but yeah, nobody nobody even mentioned it. Like, I had to make I had to go on her Twitter to make sure that she had new gear because I was like, mm-hmm. I feel like we've heard about this. Um, but yeah, this match happened. Like it, it, they they did some stuff and then the match was no longer happening. <laughs> yeah, listen, it was a five minute We Love Tokyo Sports match. It is, uh, you know what you're getting. the The best you part was Utami almost schooling herself. Yes, that's true. You know what's <laughs> fucked up is that Fukigen Death has been the longest face of Yonayama in stardom. That's crazy. She she outpaced Death Yamasan like two or three months ago. Wow. And it's really upsetting. Like it's not upsetting because like I, I think she's still cool. Uh, you know the evil clown thing is cool. But I'm just like, damn. Like that that you because you think about that run as Death Yamasan where she was in the five star. She had the the high speed belt and shit. As like she was just the ultimate like just dark horse to fuck everything up at all times yeah and now she's she's just an evil clown that still has that but just it feels watered down to a degree like it just doesn't feel the same as death yamasan did um yeah and she's been she's been going at it for like almost two years now and that's wild the sad clown thing is uh she's kind of doing everything she can with it like the the yeah. newspaper bit breathes some new life into it but that's kind of like finished now almost like i don't Honestly, I think the happy clown 
definitely had way more to go. Oh, and yeah. now we're just kind of yeah. suffering with like not suffering. She still has good matches. She still has she still has fun showings, but it's definitely just like this is where we're at now. There's no end in sight. It's just this now. So mm-hmm. deal with it. Um, and it's a shame because, like I said, I prefer her previous you know clown gimmicks like the Death Yamasan and the Gokigen stuff. But you know, can't always get what you want. I just thought that was wild because I looked it up. I was like, damn, it's been like 20 months of this, yeah. and combined she was in like tcs and then in stars for like just around two years so she's about to be goki or foki and death longer than she's been any other like weird entity in stardom (laughs) and that's kind of fucked (laughs) yeah um while we're on the topic of a way to tie though they were in our main event uh amisori mirai and siri beat momoanabe starlight kid and rina uh, Amisore pin Reno with a brain buster in 16 minutes to no, get the win. She just clotheslined her. Oh, there's a brain buster here. Um, I, I was very confused because yeah, she just she just clotheslined her and it was over. <laughs> stardom, huh? Um, but yeah, Ami got the win because this was her homecoming. This is uh, this is where she's from. Uh, so you can imagine how the match went. They worked over Ami. Badzai came back. Ami got in to do the final stretch. Ami wins. Uh, it wasn't like reinventing the wheel for an away to tie trios match. It was some good stuff because Black Desire obviously are pretty cool, um, but not a whole lot to write home about, honestly. Yeah, I mainly just skimmed this. I wasn't too interested um, mm-hmm. for obvious reasons, and then Ami won. She didn't even win with her with her good move, which is kind of a shame. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, after the match, she, it was kind of like wholesome because she said that she has she had two goals when she first became a pro wrestler. And it was to uh, bring a championship back to her hometown and wrestle in the main event. And she did both of those things on the show. So, you know, good for her. Um, and yeah, I, I just didn't take a lot out of this uh, this match. Yeah, there wasn't a lot to it. Um, and that is uh, the only show to review. Uh, with that, we are on to the preview section. Uh, there is a show, as I say, tomorrow, but we previewed that last week. Because... Um, we knew we wouldn't really... There's no point in talking about a show when it's all going to have happened by the time I release this. Um, so that's the that's the pay-per-view um, with Siri versus Micah and so, Sai versus... Yeah, if, Micah, if Micah's world champion right now, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, obviously she ain't, but like... Uh, I guess the, the more like fair is like if Mina's fucking wonder champion, that's crazy. She seemed very adamant about being white belt champ when she goes back to she America. Seems, so I'm like... Seems way more way more likely than like anybody's mm-hmm. giving her credit for um so if if she does win if she did win then that's an i told you so from me because I, I say this is like way more likely than people are giving it uh attention for yeah no i kind of see it with um just how she's been talking about it and how as i said adamant she's been that she will have that belt when she goes back to america it has me kind of going oh shit maybe we're uh maybe we're gonna see a change here but uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. What uh, if Aphrodite is set to win the tag league? What if that? What if we're just like completely lo- like missing it, and Aphrodite's just like going full in on the tag stuff? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, they never really had a run. See, the know, thing they is, the they've set up a few side defenses through the GP, so I don't know why you yeah, put that yeah, out. Given that Suzu straight up did the belt motions, like. You're, you're going to have to do that. So, I don't know. Um, 
But the other shows to review, uh, the first is on the 5th of November. This is in the Nara Prefecture uh, Convention Center. Um, the opener is Starlight Kid versus oh, no. Saya Ida. <laughs> Uh, so poor Ida is taking the fall there. She's gonna she's gonna get fucking leg destroyed because that's such a great name for a fucking move. Your saltiness is already showing. This is great. Um, oh no, I'm salty. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like uh, my favorite wrestler is getting beat by my least favorite wrestler. Like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like it sucks. That it does. That it does. But uh... with a with a move with a terrible name. Okay, we can move on. <laughs> okay. Uh, the next match is Tam Nakano Natsupoi and Waka Skama. Versus Azami, Lady C, and Miyu Amasaki. Um, that is a Queen's Quest a rare win. Lady C dub. Yeah, go Lady C. Uh, she missed the show last week. Actually, she was uh, she was pulled from the show on the thirtieth for no no reason. I didn't mention that, yeah, but you probably I, noticed her absence. I did, and she also is she on the pay per view or was she on the pay per view? Because I feel like they changed some matches because I was previewing it. And I was like, oh, this match is different. But oh, was she on that? She maybe. is on that. She is on she that. She is? Okay. It, yeah. But the matches are different. But whatever. Was this the one where they announced like the big gauntlet tag? And then... And then they changed it to two tag team matches. Yeah. 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 Cause, um, oh, yeah. Because I remember all a lot of these teams were in other matches. They split FWC and Rocka and Saki out of that one. I think maybe Fukigan pulled because I think she was meant to be on it. But um You know what? I think that's true. I think that's true. Yeah. Um but that's that's interesting. The the mo- majority of the card is the same. Most people won't really care yeah, that yeah. there's a three way tag dark match or whatever. Um but the majority of the card is the same. But uh yeah, they did change that. That's uh that's fun. Um Anyway, back to the show to preview. Uh, we have Micah, Himeka, and Mai Sakurai versus Natsuko Tora, Momo Watanabe, and Saki Kashima. Um, maybe a way to tie wins? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. a way to tie takes it. All right. Uh, then we are into Tag League action. We have a Blue Goddess match. It is Nanai Takahashi and Yu versus Mirai and Ami Sore. Um... Do they have a block? No, they don't have a block. Um, have they put the blocks for this yeah, anywhere? Uh, on the sh- shows. <laughs> uh, like at the end of each right. of the matches on the shows. Okay, hold on. Um, I will go to the results here. Um, yeah, go ahead. So the new eras are on zero points and seven up are on two. So uh, the new eras... Gossip. Hmm? I mean... You hasn't lost. And Nanai... Uh, I mean, it's Nanai. So it's hard to beat them, mm-hmm. but at the same time, if anybody's going to beat them, I could see it being like Mirai and Ami doing like a big move on you. Uh, yeah. I, I think I think a fucking like a Thunderbolt would be dope. Uh, yeah. On you. I mean, they'll that probably do Mirai because she's the pushed one. Yeah, but you know, she doesn't have a better finish. That's, That's true. Point. Well, I don't know. Sometimes she she lays those lariats in. So, I don't know. That's true. Um, the match after that then is. FWC versus Mina Shirakawa and Saki. Um, probably an FWC win there. Yeah. yeah. Especially if Mina's champion. <laughs> oh, yeah. Crazy, huh? Um, yeah. Match after that, then, is Red Goddess. It is uh, Suri and Tomoki Inaba versus Julia and Tekla. So a nice preview this tag. Be, this is going to be so good. Yeah. Um, so Karate Brave are on one point. Uh, Mafia Bella are on two 
Um, maybe this is another draw. Maybe uh, my, uh, Cry Brave kick off with two draws. I think Julia can. I think Julia pins Inaba. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, they like Cry Brave has some matchups that they should be. They should win. Mm-hmm. Um, and this isn't one of them, so they should lose this so that they don't get too close to the sun type of thing. Fair, fair. All right. Um, the main event then is a red goddess block match. It is Mayu Utani and Momo Kogo versus Utami Hayashishta and Saya Kamatani. Uh, this is the first Peach Rock match in the tournament. Um, yes. They probably drop to uh, Aphrodite, though, because uh, yes, I mean, Utami sure. and Saya are going to beat Momo. So. I mean, yeah, they're, uh, like I said, I think I, I'm kind of looking at Aphrodite. They might get a lot further. I think they might be the finalists. I think that's kind of where I'm at, is hmm. a Mahime Aphrodite final. Oh, wow. Um, I like and that. so, yeah, yeah, I, I think that I think they win out most of these, especially these easier to win matches. Yeah. Um, not saying Mayu, but I mean, Momo, you know. Definitely, yeah. Um, the next show to preview then is on the 6th of November. Uh, this is in Mie. Uh, yeah, that's about all I'm getting there. Um, the opener of this show is Saki Kashima versus Saya Ida. What the fuck? Dude, <laughs> why? Why are, why are we doing this? Like, they, they saw that tier list and they're like, oh yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. She about to lose to all of them, all of them Bs and Cs right there. She about to lose to all of them. Oh yeah. Love that. Love that for her. Um, the match after that then is, I have no idea. <laughs> That's Sai Kamatani oh. and Miu? I'm, yeah, see, I'm using a new browser, um, and <laughs> Sai Kamatani <laughs> translated to Shayaya. Shayaya. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking Miu is Tan- Tanasaki Yuki. <laughs> No, you want to know what's great is wow. that because uh, my, my browser doesn't automatically translate, I have to like put it into like a thing. Oh. Um, so when I put it in, uh, Sayakamatani's name is Upper Valley Novice. Um, <laughs> okay, which is great. I love that. Um, but no, I, I just recognize the the kanjis now. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I was like, who the hell is Shayaya? I like, I have no idea. Um, but it's Saya and and Miyu Amasaki versus Mina Shirakawa and Waka Skiyama. Uh, so it's another Kevin win. Oh, good, yeah. good for Kevin. He's going on a roll. Uh, we have another three-way tag battle here. It's uh, Utami and Azumi versus Mirai and uh, Ami Sore versus um, yeah. Micah and Himeka. So, uh, hell yeah. Let's get into that. Uh, it's probably a draw. Probably a draw, but at the same time, Utami and Azumi could probably take the loss because they aren't a team yeah. in the tag league. But I don't think they should necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't really make sense. Like they could easily just go to a draw for this one. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, and to be fair, they probably are, are gonna avoid having most people take falls in non-block matches. So I can yeah. see it being a draw. Uh, the first block match then is Blue Goddess block match. It's Hazuki and Koguma versus Roka and Natsuko Tora. Um, the fact that this isn't a bigger deal. Drives me fucking insane. I mean, I guess, yeah. Cause like, dude. Uh, okay, you know what? That's just me being a nerd. It's whatever. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, All right. Cause you know how I am. Yes. Um, with the Hazuki Natsuko tag stuff, I love them together. Um, and then Natsuko is like, "Hey, you retired, you fucking asshole. Stay retired." 
bitch. And I was like, mm-hmm. damn, I guess I'm not getting that no more. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is dope. Uh, Azuki and Natsuko meeting again. Uh, I imagine that for whatever reason, they just don't do anything. Um, and it's just a match. And I'm going to be very upset. That's why I'm going to be upset. Not that it's not a big deal, but the fact that it's just going to be like any other match, same intensity, nothing nothing new, nothing interesting. It's just, oh yeah, they, they are wrestling. And I'm going to be really upset because I'm just like, there's so much heat here that you could just find so easily. Uh, but I don't know if they will. Probably not. I mean, Hasuke missed. Little, little known fact. They were also training partners since like 2016. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so like they, they were training partners regardless of what faction they were in. They, they would always be training together. All right. Uh, in, in a continuation of my uh, battles with translations, uh, Natsukotora translates to Swirl Nut. Swirl Nut. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, what, what, this let is me great. see what I got. Yeah, it just says Natsukotor for yeah, me. That's I don't, weird. I, <laughs> this is what I get for using a new browser, honestly. Um, what browser are you using? Brave. Yeah, that's that's. It's like an it's like automatically blocks ads and stuff, so it's great. Um, yeah. But yeah, their their translate is is way off. Um, <laughs> the match after that, then anyway, is Tam Nakano and Natsupoi versus Su, uh, Suri and Tomoka Inaba. Um, I feel like you can't have Karate Brave lose both matches this weekend, but I'm not going to beat the tag champs either. I, the tag champs always suffer in the tag league. They do. Like, I think that's like... But they're already Especially with Tam. Yeah. They're not going to lose to Tomoka I mean, could... Inaba. Yeah, that's true. So, I don't know. I would have uh, Inaba and Siri. Uh, if anything, they'd probably beat Mafia Bella and lose here. I could see that. Mm. Yeah, because then you could keep Mafia Bell from being too yeah. hot. Um, yeah, I could see it. All right. Uh, the next match is a Red Goddess block match. It is Julia and Tekla versus Mai Sakurai and Lady C. Uh, yeah, Mai and Lady are going to cost each other because that's what they're doing here. I imagine Mai Sakurai literally just steals Rina's gimmick and does it three on one. Probably not. That would actually that would be funnier than what this match is probably going to be. Yes, like, this is probably going to be a lot worse than that. Mm. Uh, so yeah, uh, the match after that then is a Red Goddess block match. It's Mayu Uitani and Momokogo versus Momotanabe and Starlight Kid. Um, probably Kid and Momo. Yeah, I, I wonder where Petrox's upset is going to come in. I don't know, but I don't think it's here. No, definitely um, not. It would be fun though, you know. I think that would be because I I love it when a way to tie gets upset. It's it just is like a really funny because they're they're like so like tough and like trying to be like all brooding and shit, and then they get beat by like you know a thirty seven year old ex basketball player. Like <laughs> that's great. I love that. Um, so I would love that, but I, I think it's probably just the simple the simple answer of Black Desire winning. Yeah, probably. Um, and that's that show. Uh, that is everything. We've yeah. talked about everything. Um, so we're done. Congrats. I don't know who wow, I don't know who I'm congratulating, but congrats. <laughs> an hour and an hour and ten minutes. That's crazy. Yeah, that's I mean, you'd think we hate each other with with how short that was. You think you'd think we hate each other because of how much I interrupt you, but that's just because I'm, I'm I I have terrible social skills. <laughs> that's a great way to end the show. We're, we're just gonna we're just gonna yeah. cut it off after that. 
<laughs> you show. <laughs> uh, uh, we we'll be back next week to review all three shows. Um, there is nothing like crazy coming up in the oh. schedule. Uh, did did we finalize that we have the third man next week? I, I, don't, I don't know if we've. I'm not sure. Uh, he seemed like he was gonna quit living. So um, I have no idea. Don't say that. Yeah, listen, that that was the. <laughs> no, vibe. I I no, I know, I know, but I say it on air. Goddamn, that's a bit. It's a... might have a guest next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's no anyway. Yeah, we we might have a guest. Um, there's nothing too crazy coming up. So most of the shows for the foreseeable will be uh just reviewing small shows, previewing small shows. Uh, things get a bit crazy then for the Gold Rush and Stardom historic crossover week because uh, they have a midweek show on one of those as well as Stardom and Showcase. Uh, but... Wait, isn't that in two weeks? Yes. That we have to preview that? Yeah. What do you mean we're going to have some smooth sailing? We have one week of smooth sailing and it's a fucking pay-per-view review. Well, <laughs> that is that is like child's play compared to the GP. So. Well, yes. Um, but, but, you know, things things do get a bit hectic then again because this is Stardom. Um, but that's going to be a fun one. Stardom Historic Crossover. I'm going to hate the show, but the preview is going to be fun. So, uh... I don't think the show's even going to be that bad. I mean, like, there's, like, one match that sticks out is, like, ugh. But even then, it's, like, you have Yano to maybe make something fun. No. No. Keiji Muto. Are you not excited to see The Mist? <sighs> the Mist? I just, I have no affinity for that man. Like, I just, I don't care. <laughs> I didn't watch WCW. I'm, I'm not old enough to have watched WCW. I don't watch New Japan when he was getting his last reign. Uh, I think he sucks in Noah. Like, I have no affinity for him at all. You know what's funny is that actually my, my greatest affinity for him is that he trained Sonata. Because <laughs> I love Sonata. <laughs> That's so like people are gonna bury me for that one. Honestly, you know, like, it's uh, even uh, worse. Like he inflicted Sonata <laughs> matches. He inflicted Sonata versus Okada matches on me. I had to watch Okada wrestle Sonata because of that man. Like that is yeah, that match was good. No, from like New Beginnings, like a few years ago, that was no, good. that is evil. That was one of my favorite matches of that year. Well, listen, we all know how bad your taste is. Um, <laughs> that actually reminds me. <laughs> that reminds me. Uh, they did add uh, two more stardom matches to historic crossover. Uh, one of them is a house show tag. It's Saya Kamatani, uh, now known as Shayaya, and Azumi and Lady C of Queen's Quest versus the Donna Del Mondo team of Himeka, Mai Sakurai, and Tekla. So uh, that's you know that's on an arena show. I get, I get what they were going for in the uh, Black Desire and Suzuki Goon versus. Uh, Maltier and Suzuki Goon, mm-hmm. but literally, since Bushi Road was purchased, or no, since Starlight Kid turned heel, right? People have been asking for El Desperado and Starlight Kid versus Hiromu Takahashi and Azumi in some capacity. Yeah. And Azumi's like, and it's like, nah, Azumi, Azumi's hanging out with Lady C, and and she's she's fighting against my Sakurai. That's that's what you get. And I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's wild to do to me yeah i could have seen like three of my favorite wrestlers in the world and also starlight kid but no that would involve hiromo doing something of note and uh they, they're allergic to that so um you know yeah he just he just shows up and wins the the 
the best of Super Junior every year and doesn't do anything else. Yeah. Um, in great. fact, in fact, he gave up. He gave up his obligations as a tag team wrestler because Teton showed up, <laughs> and so now he doesn't have to do anything yeah. at all, other than other than occasionally be you know world champ. That's <laughs> amazing. Um, the only other match that was added is the uh, Stardom Rambo. That's a pre-show. Um, so that's that. Um, but yeah, with that, uh, we will be back next week. We'll review these three shows. We might have a guest. We might not. Who the hell knows? Um, but with that, let's close the show. If you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Believe today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Ijo. Look at that pretty ass art, Ijo. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey friends, it's me, Sharon McMahon, host of Here's Where It Gets Interesting. And we've been working hard on a new documentary series called Resilience that explores the incarceration of Japanese Americans in the United States during World War II. So join me as I talk with experts and share firsthand accounts that detail the resilience shown by 120,000 Japanese Americans who endured wartime imprisonment right here in America. And on October 24th, we'll conclude our series with a special episode. Actor George Takei sits down with me to talk about his family's experience behind the barbed wire fences of an incarceration camp. Don't miss it because here's where it gets interesting. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.